So our first week back together, we were we were just asking, what what do we believe? Not like coming up with New Year's resolutions and, and that like you know, or just coming up with some fancy team for the year and people can do that if they want, but it's just not us. So we're just like, what's the Lord saying? What's the Lord putting on the hearts of the elders? Like what we're supposed to be overseeing the church and oversighting, praying and seeing God's heart and and there was like we can put it in I'll put it into a little um well, Bernard already put into a list and I'll send it out on the broadcast list so that you all get it. And the preachers have been asked and the meeting leaders have been asked that just look at these words and, and, and that we want to bring them through in the prayer times, in the, in the preaching, in the leading, in the worship. That, you know, if the Lord is saying these things, he wants to get them into the, he wants to get them into the fabric of his church. He wants uh, of liberty. So um, I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful that we have... I'm, I'm one of the ones... Um, I think it was Bernard, uh, if I remember right, that like, but it's just that God calling us into it, into places of intimacy with Him. And uh, when we were playing that, um, playing that Waymaker there, I just really felt just the Lord, like like a plow. You know, like you see them in in the countries that have big snow, big snow. Like we don't get big snow. You know, like our country closes down when there's a little dusting. You know what I mean? When you go to America or Canada or other countries, like they're still functioning fully. But, uh, but you also have these big, you know the ones with the big things in the front that just makes the way through the snow. And I just feel that the Lord is saying that, like, he'll remove every obstacle. Because he loves us. He, 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 wants, he wants us to know his heart and know and, his under, and give us understanding of who he is. And, and, that, and that was one of them. And another one was, and, um, and I really felt this, and it will come into play today in the Word, that, that you know, what, what are we believing for this year? Like, what are you believing for this year? You know, and like, what's that even mean, Noel? You know, well, I've done about you, but I, I've, I've just found this really, really challenging. That, like, you know, I can, I can wait and let things happen this year, and then pray according to things happen, or I can say, Lord, I'm believing you for. You're God. You can do anything. You can make things happen, and believing God for something. You're putting skin into this game. You're like, I'm standing believing this year that John Joe will be saved. Say, you know. And uh, I'm going to stand believing God that you, you, you want to do this and that you're going to do this this year. And when you see John Joe running amok, it's still standing. No, I believe it. I believe God you're going to do this. And um, there's many times I've believed God. And as many times I've failed and faltered in my belief. And he has come true in his faithfulness. For I didn't grow. I didn't grow. I grew in my understanding that God is faithful. But I didn't grow in my faith. I didn't allow my faith to be stretched. That I'm like, man, I'm going to look a right idiot if God doesn't come true here. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Like she, she just pressed in. She didn't, she didn't ask anybody. She didn't. She goes... This is this Jesus. He can do something. I just, and when she touched the hem of his garment, he knew something left. Because faith is the, is, gives us the access to the things of the kingdom. And she, she just didn't care if she looked like a fool. She didn't care if she got thrown out. She didn't care if she was dragged away because in their world she was unclean. She pressed through. She put herself on the line. She said, here, I'm believing that this God can. And I'm not saying we can come up with the answer now, but in your time with the Lord, just allow something to drop. 
into your heart. And you know, I don't know how it works. If I did, I think I could sell books or something. But I just know this. He wants us to grow. He wants us to believe in for things. Like, even in Luke, we'll get to in a minute, but Luke in this week and reading the Bible project, the man that, like, he had visitors coming, and he realised there's no bread, and he went to his friend's house. And he knocks at the door and he says, give us four loaves because I have people coming and I have nothing. Your man's upstairs saying, okay, the house is locked up, everyone's in bed. No. But he just kept knocking and knocking and eventually he comes down and he goes, here. And he wasn't giving, he said, I'm not giving it because, like, I'm not giving you because I'm your friend. You can imagine, I'm not even giving you because you might be embarrassed because you have no bread. I'm giving you because you just won't stop knocking. And there's this aspect of, like, as Bernard said it to me yesterday when we were talking about it, it's like, there's this cheekiness. I'm just going to keep on knocking until I get it. I'm just going to keep on. And something in God's heart, who was the person sitting in the room, there's something in that is moved towards that type of faith. I remember one year, we were doing a great big day out in a place called Chamber Street, down in the end of Cork Street. But I got the, the piece of land, there was flats knocked down, the piece of land, the car park gave us a land of it. And I also secured that year someone to sponsor a thousand school bags. It was in August. We were looking at how we help families like in the area with um, something like, you know, it wasn't a hamper, uh, but something that causes families a whole lot. I had four kids, I know when August came, that was worse than Christmas because of all the school bags, new shoes, new coats, new books, all of it. And we said, how in any way can we help people in the community relieve some of that stuff we had no idea of? So I got someone to, Michael McInerney, for those who know Michael, he sponsored a thousand school bags full of books and everything. And uh, But it was that year when Rihanna had a number one hit called Umbrella. Does everyone remember what else came with that year? I think it was ten solid weeks of rain. And, uh, and do you remember, it was every day, every hour, it was, it was bonkers. And uh, so anyway, the great big giveaway was, was supposed to be on, and, uh, and it was gone ahead. And I was, uh, I was asked to speak on, on one of the radio, Christian radio stations. And uh, so anyway, I'm there, and I'm there talking about the great big day out for whatever reason. And uh, the guy before we went on the interview, he says, but you know, no, it's due to keep on raining the whole week. This is not stopping. And I says, ah, oh, no, it's all right, it's still going ahead. And he says, but it's bucketing down, it's like lashing out in there. And I says, it's still going ahead. That's, lots of us said, we're still going to do it, like, did it. And uh, he goes in, this is all there, comes back with, like, his computer or laptop or his iPad or phone, all of it, and he showed me the BBC Met Office um, forecast for the whole week. He says, the BBC have the best you know, uh, this, they're the best at this stuff, and, and they're saying it's going to be raining and raining and raining and raining, and on Saturday it's going to be torrential rain. And I'm like, okay. No, I thought that was the end. We get on air, and he brings it up, and he says, no, you want to do this thing on the, on the day of Saturday, but it, it's raining. I showed you on BBC. Like, I didn't know this was going to be part of the interview. I'm like, he's put me on the spot. On national radio, right? Or at least national Christian radio. And I looks at him and says, it's not going to rain. Now, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> right? I don't know why I said it's not going to rain, but it came out. I said, it's not going to rain. 
And he says, boy, I told you. I said, it's not going to rain. I don't know whether I was annoyed. I don't know. Like, and I said, it's not going to rain. And he says to me, why do you think it's not going to rain? And I says, because God loves the people that I'm reaching out to. And therefore, it's not going to rain. I comes out into the car. What we have to say? I put my neck on the line. Everything was, and all that week, right, coming up to the Saturday, I was looking out the window. It's not going to rain. It's not. But somewhere within that week, what I confessed, I possessed. I don't know. I don't know where it happened. I didn't do it trying to be clever. I did, it was nearly brought out of me because this fella annoyed me. I don't know. But, but, but all of us, somewhere within, reaching out to God, it became a fact in my heart. And I don't know how that happened. I wish I could say that for a hundred things. But I don't know. And so... The guys on the team would come, Noel, do you want us to look for an alternative indoor venue? Which we had access to. And I was like, it's not going to rain. Right? I was in. <laughs> I don't know whether I owned it. Or it owned me at this stage. But it was not going to rain in, my, in somewhere deep within me. And there was moments I'd look up and there was bucketing down. and go, Lord, it's going to stop, isn't it? But there was something, something was already after kicking off. And I go, it's that Saturday morning. Raining and raining, and goes out to the airport to collect the guy that had sponsored the Michael McNamee. Gets him, puts him in the car. When is this outreach on and all? He's from Kerry. Now, when is this outreach on and all? I said, it's only 12 o'clock. He said, but it's raining. And it's gonna... I said, no, don't worry about it. I don't know what I said to him. I said, probably more. So, anyway, we lined everything up in the building, ready to bring it over to this site. We put it on, and it stopped raining. It stopped raining, right? And somebody went over to Mead Street, which you could see back, and they, this is what they said to me. There was like a square was cut out of the sky, and over that place, Chamber Street, all Chamber Street flats, the sun was shining. I'll tell you how much the sun was shining. We all ended up with sunburn on our faces. You know, it's out. It's out. I don't know how, it, I don't know how, it, I wish I knew how something transitioned something that fell out in me which, which I could say or stand and believe in but against God's magic of his kingdom was on it I was believing and I tell you how crazy us humans can get we're standing in a circle giving thanks to the Lord on the side, putting all the stuff up you know the way it works and, uh, and little I think her name is Carly Trevor Lawrence is young one and uh, she's only a little one at the time. She says, you know what, Pastor Noah? She says, well, she said, I prayed that God would stop the rain. And I says, and Carly, and he did. Your prayers worked. And I was lording on. I mean, I was like, like you could see the little girl ground. You know, like, look, at, the sun is shining. And there was another lad there, because humans, we always want somewhere. There's another fella says, I believed as well it wouldn't rain. And inside, I'm like, you're robbing this on a kid. And I looked up and he had a rain jacket on him. I said, is that why you have a rain jacket on you? Because pride is not the thing to do in front of me because I react to pride all the time. And then in front of everybody could see him go low and this kid come up. But God wants to update their faith. He wants to do something that would cause us to grow. I wish I could say to the storm now, stop. I wish that somehow that that manifests in me. And I believe that's what God does want. That it manifests into something that our, our faith is exercised. And I believe, and I want to encourage you, 
You stand before God, and whatever it may be, whoever it may be for, or I'm going to believe you. I want more. You see, what we're afraid of, what if it doesn't happen? That's the humanity. That's all that is, is our humanity. It's like, and, 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 and like when it kicks in because of will, or I'm choosing to press in beyond the voices, my own voice, the, my own critic in my own mind, my own past disappointments. Because that's that woman. That woman said, I went to those doctors. She had past disappointments. She spent all her money. She said, oh, it's made worse. She pressed beyond her disappointment to say, no, Jesus, I just know if I can just, there's one more power in the, in the tread off the hem of his garment than in all my unbelief. Imagine what God could do with us this year. Imagine where we could, what we could testify of God's goodness. It's all right to say, look, I stood in the, I stood in the window going, Lord, you really, really, we don't have to show off. He knows. But I choose. But there was a point where I wasn't choosing anymore. It was fact. Somewhere in me, it became a fact. And like, thanks be to God, amen. Thanks be to God. Like, you know, I know people probably weren't there that was here now. But when I said this last week in Bluebell, all the hands were going up because they were there. Not all the hands, but the ones that were there. We remember that day. We remember the sunborn on our face. And then what was, what was a confession became somewhat of a possession somewhere in God. It wasn't in me, it was in God. And then when I pray, Lord, that you would just download, Lord, just push something into our hearts and minds today. I'm going to believe you for this, Lord. I want to grow this year. I want to grow in my faith. And we trust you for the outcomes, Lord. We trust you for the growth in our hearts and our minds, O oh God. In Jesus' name. See, I hear all the time people saying this. And I understand in context is where it can mean. But people say, oh, it is what it is. Don't settle for that as a life motto. And it is what it is. Imagine when Jesus like, looked around and though the crowd was there, 5,000. There was nothing to feed him. Imagine if the attitude was, oh, it is what it is. Now, if this is what it is, give that to Jesus and he can make a difference. That's the faith. That we just settle it. it is what, this is the way it's always been. No, he wants to update something in our lives. And we've all had disappointments in our faith. I know if you're walking any length of time, you want it done a certain way, when a certain time, like, and we, we want other people to come into alignment with what we want and they don't. If it doesn't work out, I know that. But this year, this week, this month, whatever God may be, because God is doing a new thing. Mala put up the slides. Because this is one of the things that I believe the Lord wants to save us this year. He wants to update our lives. Listen to what he says in Isaiah. He says, look, I'm about to do a new thing. Something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert place. And I love this, like, just the genius of God's word. Look, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing something new. And like, the thing that he's doing in your life is different than the thing he's doing in my life. And the thing that he's doing over here is different than he's doing. But he covers it in this word, thing. That like it's your thing and it's your thing and it's a new thing in my life but it might not look the same or how he's going to do it. But he wants to do something new and I love the way the Lord does this. He doesn't say I'm going to do something new and it'll be out there in the ether forever and ever. He says there's going to be a manifestation of this that there's going to be rivers coming out of the, of the wilderness. 
There's going to be rivers in it that does it. Does, he puts feet to what he's going to do. He puts action into what he's going to do so that we can measure, that we can see, that we can know. He said, I'm doing something new. And I believe I was, a couple of weeks ago, I was just sitting in... I'd love to say I was sitting waiting on the Lord, but the Lord, I'd be walking up the stairs and the Lord could drop a word into my heart. You know, it's like, it's not like, oh, I've been on my knees forever. It's just like, boom, like, oh, like, a word updates. And then before I got to the top of the stairs, there's this download of, of what the Lord wants to say. That he wants to update their lives. He wants to, like, if you have a phone, like, we all probably have a phone or, or you know, and then, um, that does the maker of the phones every so often sends us an update you have to update your phone. You have to bring it up to speed with what the maker um, is doing and has, has for that phone. Because if you don't update it, you know the story is the phone becomes slower. You're not able to, the processor is slower. You're not able to receive certain things. That if you haven't updated in the world and you try to download the new app, your phone is not able to carry the new app void because you didn't go and do the last update. And it's like that with the Lord. The Lord wants to bring us up to speed with where, where, where he, what he's doing, where we're at. He wants, to be able to, he wants us to update in him so that he wants to update our lives so that, that we're not slow. Like my phone gets slower when I don't update. We're not behind. When, like when, my, when I don't um, uh, update it, my phone is behind everyone else. It's not getting things as quicker. And that can be with our lives that like, and if, you know when you're, when you're updating, it's like the Lord uh, it's like the, the maker says uh, plug her into the source to the mains before you update it. That like you can't, you can't update on a half a battery or a quarter of a battery. It has to be plugged in to the power source. To gain the update. And it's the same with our lives. That drawing into God. Lord I need something from you. Well plug in. Lean in. Press into me. I want to bring an update on your call. On the purpose where you're on this planet. On your faith. On your intimacy. I want to update it all. Because it's no good me being all the way back there than last year. When God is doing something new in this year. Because I'm going to I'm going to operate off of an old mode of operation. Instead, on the updated version of what God wants to do in their lives today. Listen to what he says in Hebrews. Long ago, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times. The old mode of operation, the old way of doing things was he spoke through the prophets. Update. In these days, he has spoken through his son. So he was saying to the people, this is the, this is the long ago, the old way of doing things. The new way of doing things is that God is speaking to each person individual and writing the stuff on their heart. We don't have to do it the old way. It's because every person can now hear from God. And how does he do this? In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God will come upon individuals. It come upon, like Joseph, it says, was filled with the Spirit of God in Genesis. The craftsmen were filled with the Spirit of God for the tabernacle. Joshua was filled with the Spirit of God. Gideon was filled with the Spirit of God. Samson was filled with the Spirit of God. David was filled. Um, Saul, uh, not Solomon, um, Saul was filled with the Spirit of God. But it was individuals. It was people that, were, that had a job to do and that, that the old mode of operation is God wants to say something or do something. His spirit would come on certain people at certain times to do the work of God. Jesus comes along. And he's like, update. 
Here's an update for you. This is, I want to bring you up to speed with what my father is doing. I want to bring you up to, up to, I want you to be able to move at a different function. I want you to be able to, um, to, to be working at the maximum that you were created for. And he comes and he says, here's a new thing. He says, he, he says, look at the spirit in Luke 4, what we've been reading the last couple of weeks. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news, to preach to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set people free. Wow, that Jesus brought. You know, before Jesus came along, God hadn't spoken in 400 years. To the prophets or through the prophets, Imagine the, the next thing they, the last, the, the first thing they hear from God after 400 years was God crying in the manger. Broke the silence of heaven, of God, a baby, God, Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus grows up because God was announcing through the cry of his son that I used to do things this way, but this is the way I'm going to do it now. It's true, my son. It's true, my one and only. I, used to, I don't know what they were doing, but when you see when the son comes along, Jesus comes along and he says, this is what you're going to see in the new updates. And Jesus went around and done what he said. He re- Here's some, some of the things that he'd done. He was in the synagogue, do you remember? It's amazing. In the synagogue, in the place, the holy place, in the place where the scriptures are being read and the people of God of the, of the day was there to hear the word of God and there was a man there with a demon. It's amazing where demons will hide out. <laughs> you know, I think demons have their own offices sometimes in church. Jesus comes in and he said, no, I'm going to set the captive free. He didn't only say there was an update. He didn't only say there was something new happening. But he started to manifest. It was starting to be seen in the physical. I said this was what was going to happen because it's an update from God. And this is what he started doing. He cast the demon out of the man. Remember he went to Simon's man's house after that. Or his mother-in-law's house. And she was sick with a fever. And he prayed for her and she got well. And then he went outside and the people had lay all the people. Listen to what it says. When the sun was setting, all those who had anyone sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid hands on them and each one of them, he would heal them. Update. The sick is going to get healed. And he went and done it. They wanted him to stay and he says, no, I must proclaim the good news about the kingdom of God in other towns because I was sent for this purpose. And then Jesus brings, that was the update for all of Israel, for all the world, for all the heavenly stuff. No, God is doing something. He's bringing things up to another standard, up to another place. And, and that's it would have been amazing to see. I love I loved that, uh, that song that we sang at the beginning, you know, that like, uh, do, you ever, do you ever, when you read the scriptures and you see Jesus and you go, Jesus, if I would have been there, I'm telling you, I'd have gotten that Judas fella. And then you realise, I probably would have been Judas. So in that, in that, in that thing, is like, I was one of the scoffers in this song, you know. And, uh, you know, you have these dreams about God, and, but, God, but Jesus was, he says, now he brings it to a whole other level. And he brings the disciples, you remember, in Luke, he sends them out to, to do what he'd done. You go. I'm sending you out to heal the sick, to preach the news to the poor, to, to cast out demons. And he said, well, hang on a minute, Jesus. I thought the update, no, you were doing it. He says, no, there's another update. And listen to what he says in John 14. 
He says to them, I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And you will do even greater works than this, because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He says, update, I'm gone. But when I go, you're going to do what I've done. You're going to now go and heal the sick. You're going to go now and preach the good news. You're going to go to town to town. You're going to go into the nations. You're going to bring the kingdom. You're going to see the kingdom come. He says, like, so, so you can imagine, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, we've seen you, don't you? You're the son of God. Update. He says this to them. Here's the update. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. And I will ask the Father. And he will give you another counsellor. And he will be with you forever. He's the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you know him because he remains in you, with you and will be in you. He says, now here's the updated version. Don't get caught up in the Old Testament stuff that he only uses every people every now and then to do the things God says. This spirit, I'm going to ask the Father. The Holy Spirit is the gift of the Father to us. And the Holy Spirit, and Jesus said, I'm going to send the gift of my Father to you. The Holy Spirit comes the gift and he glorifies Jesus. Then Jesus points to the Father. Then the Father points to the gift. And the gift of the Holy Spirit brings glory to Jesus. And Jesus brings glory to the Father. And this continuity of absolute community and communion without brokenness or fracture in any way is constant all the time. And he says, here's the update. Yet he was in Samson. Praise the Lord for Samson. But he's going to be in Sandra. And he's going to be in Simon. And he's going to be in Bridges. And he's going to be in Mary's. He's going to be in you and me. He says, here's the updated version. That this spirit, the same spirit. See, Jesus, you remember he went to the Jordan. And he got baptized. And the spirit of God came upon him. And he was showing us how to live on this planet. As men and women directed and guided by the spirit of God. He was showing us how to do it. He was tempted in every way like us. Without sin. But he says, this is how you operate. The same way I am operating out of the things of heaven. It's the same way you're going to operate. And the updated version is for me and for you. It's like, have I been left behind somewhere? Have I I stopped updating? Have I stopped believing? Have I stopped being intimate with God? Have I stopped asking? Have I stopped believing? That's, That's all the updates he just wants to release into our lives because he doesn't want us lagging behind. I was thinking, you know, we say we don't want to be behind God or ahead of God. And I was like, you can't be ahead of God because he's already in the future. <laughs> we can be behind him. We can't be ahead of him. He's already there. Sending us back now. Go back to your first love. Go back to doing the things you're doing when you're forced, when you're forced into intimate with me. Go back to them, and when you go back to them, that's what is updating. When you go back to your force, love, you're plugging back into the main source of all that you have and all that he wants to do for you. He's like, no, go back. Wait on the Holy Spirit. Ask him, and you know his generosity and his kindness and his love. It doesn't take you like 20 months to get back to the place where you were. He's so kind. Just plug in. Watch your attitude change. Watch your view of things change. Within days. Within moments of experiencing his love again. Because he's not going to say, hey, I want you to stay plug into the main source and nothing happens. Jesus said it's going to happen. And we read it happening. 
Sometimes we want it. I'll just walk a bit harder. I'll just feel a bit more rotten now, Lord. And I, I, I feel warranted now I can receive something from you. That's not as hard. Come, and I'll give you. I'll restore you. Come back to your first love. He doesn't go, come back to your first love. Now you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to work hard at this. Just do the things you've done at the beginning. And you will experience the things that you got at the beginning. If not greater. And how do we get? He says, I'm going to update. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And that's when it comes to the boy quote already. Luke 11. When he says about the knocking. Okay, give him the bread. He's going to melt me brain if I don't give him that bread. He's going to be there all night. And he comes down and he uses that in the manner that, that uh, he says like that. So I say to you, keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep searching and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who searches finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened. What father among you if a son asks for a fish will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If then, if you who know how to do evil and know will give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for him? Update. How do I get more? Ask. Knock. Seek. And he says, now you don't have to walk. He says, I will give. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, Look, imagine what I'm like. I'm perfect. Take what how you know we can be like, you know, no. Do twenty more lions or sit in your room for another hour. If we know how the humans there's nothing wrong with that, but if we know how to give good gifts to our children, but sometimes we want to go he doesn't put the work bit in. It's just say, it's just seek, just ask. And how much more will the Father give you the Holy Spirit? And he says to them in in, in the Acts 1 go and wait in Jerusalem. And the gift will come. And the Holy Spirit came and filled them all up. Update, you're going to have the power to do what I've done. And he doesn't only say it. He doesn't only say, now, now you're going to get it, but we're left in some, you know, middle zone or some dead end. Like, well, Jesus said it. Look, it hasn't happened yet. You're waiting 40 days. Do you know what I love about Acts? Like, they're waiting up there, 120 of them. There had to be children there. Because no one's going to get a babysitter for 40 days. Unless they had a good granny or granddad. There had to be. It says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All of them. Because they waited, they said, Lord, help me. And not only were they filled with the Holy Spirit, but in Acts 3, Peter goes... And he's not, God is not just going to say, I'm going to do a new thing in your life and not bring the manifestation of it. He's not going to say, you're going to get the Holy Spirit, but there's no way of working of it. He's not going to say, you're going to be filled and you're going to do the things I've done, unless there's the things that, that is available to us. And they were waiting and they were filled and they got what they want and they went down. Remember Peter, the man begging, silver and gold I haven't got. Get up. Get up, man. You're not staying there. Get up, man. And I believe that that's the things that God wants us to do. This is the biggest challenging point to me. He didn't say, dear God, will you get this man up? There was something embedded in him. The authority of God, the heart of God that says, get up. God has more for you than this. 
I'm like, oh, where was his prayer line? He probably already prayed before he got there and all. He probably was already plugged into me. Well, he was already plugged into me before he got there. Then when he gets there, he's speaking to the team. He's speaking with authority. And I'm like, Lord, I need that, Lord. I need that. And that's where I think stretching of our faith will bring us. No, no, we're not. We're not it's not, not like we're saying, God, we don't need you anymore. But we're speaking to the team. We're speaking to the, the result of sin. We're speaking to the problem of mankind. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, knowing the heart of the Father, knowing the authority that's in the name of the Son. Get up, man, in the name of Him, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And you can see all the updating, what God wants to do in our life. They didn't just hear about this stuff. And I, I, mean, I was just, me and Sharon was talking last night, and I was saying, Sharon, that like, we're, that we're so, like, if I don't see healings, which I wish I'd seen healings every day, and I'm not. But it's all right to ask the question of why am I not? Because when you're reading through the Gospels, like it, you can't deny this is what Jesus is saying. You can read Paul. Paul doesn't talk much about this. And we can't read the, Paul's letters and then view the Gospels through Paul's letters. We have to view God, Paul's letters and Peter's letters and John's letters by the lens of the Gospels. Because that's the right view. That's how you know, well, well, how do we do this? Or why have we to live a certain way? Because we want to do and see what Jesus has done. And I'm glad we're in the Bible project and we're like going through it all. Now we're going into the book of Acts after Luke. And that's designed to, for me to go, Lord, I want to ask the honest, open question. Is the elephant in the room. Why am I not seeing it? Because what happens is we turn it in on ourselves and we go, I can never live up to this. What am I doing wrong? What am I supposed to do to make this happen? And then we turn it inward and we make it a man thing as opposed. Lord, what, what's going on? What, what's happening here, Lord? Uh, is there something? Son, you're behind. See our acts of disobedience. Put them right and come up to date with me. I want to give you, I can't, I, can't, I can't give you something that's going to hurt you. I can't give you something that's going to maim you in the end. I can't give you something that you're going to just squander like the prodigal son. Just come to me. I have to update you. I have to update your heart. Where's, where, where, like, no, you ran away. You're going to try to heal your heart and you keep running away. I need to update the healing that I started in your heart. You're slower because that's not, ah, oh, then I can step into something fresh and new. Because he loves us. Because he loves us. It says in Acts, But many of those who heard the message believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. When they prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4. And began to speak God's message with boldness. Now the large group of those who believed was of one heart and mind, and no one said that his possessions was his own, but instead held everything for the common good. The outworking of God's heart in all of the updates. And if I settle for anything less than this, I'm robbing me. I can't go to God and say, God, you didn't, you wouldn't. Like, there's the sock and all. The plug is in your hand, son. Put it in. Search, knock, ask. And now I can say, well, Lord, will you do it? Because I've, I've knocked. And I've done. And the beauty is he wants to do it. The beauty is he's not holding back. He's not saying, ah, just let them just, just struggle for another couple of years. 
Just let them come up with, here's a faith statement for you. Not. It is what it is. Look at the feet that's in that morse. I walked for a woman last year that had cancer. That was, that was our motto. In life it just is what it is. Every time I brought the Lord and I did bring the no God, we're all going to die. But this is not what it is, just what it is. It's heaven. The salvation. It never just is what it is. It just never is. If you look through the scriptures, it just never is. It just never is. It just, even when we get to heaven, it's not just what it is, it's what it is. There's more. <laughs> like imagine the angels going around the throne singing holy, holy, holy. They've been singing that for eons. And it is what it is until they see another glimpse of God's majesty and magnificence and they go, holy, holy, holy. It goes on and on and on. It just never is what it is. Oh, he's in the grave. It is what it is. No, he's not. He's in eternity. Don't believe that lark when to tell you. That's what Billy Graham says. If anyone tells you I'm dead, they're lying. So Lord, we bless you. And we want you, Lord. And we need you. And I believe, Lord, with all my heart that you're going to do something incredible in our lives, Lord. I'm not saying it because I'm a preacher, Lord. I believe with all my heart. You know, last year, I'm sure we could probably put years on it if we wanted to, but last year, because I've, I've a memory of a goldfish, but again, the 14th of March, again, the 14th of from the 12th of December, which is mid great big giveaway and before the 14th of February I think yeah February I'd done 14 funerals and every one of those people died before that time and you know you don't know how you get through certain things we, honestly it was Rob and Erica and Sharon over to Bluebell this morning I don't know how we got to because it's it's Jeff's anniversary on Thursday. And, uh, and I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you, you survive these things without God. Even in God, it's so tough. And one of the things I felt for God, and this is our act of faith this morning. Mal, could you actually, can you find, raise a hallelujah on the, if it's there, it's there, if it's not, it's not. But last year, I'd say, and you could put your own time frame and life in this. I raised my hallelujah last year. But it was true great teeth. It was, I'm gonna stand in the middle of this. That, it was like, it was like, you know, you learn, like, where else am I gonna go? Who else has the words of life? And, but it's like, just true pain. Two storms, and this is no putting his neck on the line because this is what I believe God said. So maybe it's not me putting my neck on the line, I'm just bellowing out what He said. But this year will be a different year. We will raise a hallelujah, but we want a joy. It'll be different than last year. It'll be different. And every time I see these weeks going by, I keep thanking the Lord because I remember what it was like last year. And even that is a joyful hallelujah, to be honest. Even that is like, I went to that my wardrobe every, I do it every funeral. I, I go to my wardrobe, I put my black suit in, the shorty in, the toy in, I said, I don't want to see you again. 
and we're never seeing that thing again. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, but, but even in the midst of all of that, even in the shadow of the valley of death, death you can be God's comfort and grace and find God's comfort and wherever. You stay on roof in the name of Jesus. Prayer, hallelujah, that we step out in faith. I believe that. I believe we're going to see things we didn't see last year. I believe it's not going to be true gratitude. It's going to be true something different of celebration and joy. A couple of months ago, Rob told us he had a dream. And in the dream, there was, there was so much joy in the dream. So much, and I was putting it down. Like, and a lot of it was to do with brain. And I was like, you know, for me, like, there's loads of aspects of joy, isn't there? But when he, the way he was saying it, the scripture that came to my mind was that angels rejoice when one sinner turns to God. And I was like, oh yeah, like, there's probably going to be a lot of people saved next year. And it could be so off the radar for me. But, but I know what would bring me joy. Imagine our families coming in and wherever. I believe it's going to be that stuff. Breakthrough is like, like it's going to be hallelujah instead of hallelujah. When are you going to stop? When is this going to change? And that's right because we're standing who he is. This year be different. I just pronounce that in the name of Jesus. I release the fullness of all that is, Father, in your name. That Lord God, that you would bring us from the storms of life, Lord, to a place of celebration. The place of celebrating your goodness and your grace, O oh God. That Lord, and I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, because this is what's going to be needed. You'll give us the sermon to celebrate. You'll give us the sermon to, to raise our hallelujah. Lord, in, in, when it's someone's birthday, we can celebrate. We're during the week and during the month, Lord, that we see something in each other's lives. That we're like, I just want to celebrate that. When someone has a pastor driving test. I want to celebrate it that Lord you would you wouldn't let these moments slip by on us, oh God, that you would that the same spirit of the sermon that's needed for anything else would be for this Lord so that we could release the joy of God into our own lives and into the lives of other Lord. 